Making it happen in 4, 3, 2, December 29th, 2019, the last Anonymous Gamblers podcast of the year. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's me, it's Dr. Goose, on the line with my boy on the other side of the state after a 4-0 day yesterday. And if you had got if you follow us on Twitter, you would have got it. But Mr. Fermi, you knocked it out of the park yesterday. Yeah, one of the few things that have gone right this bowl season, but it got me back to a game over 500, so I'm going to keep grinding and hopefully get up to about 60% win percentage. Well, as we start to hit the end here, I just kind of want to know your thoughts on, you know, you've pretty much played almost every single bowl, if not every bowl, and I just want to know your thoughts now. You're back up to 500. Are you planning on trying to play everything, or are you going to narrow it down and just try to, you know, eke out a small profit here? So I'm going to play everything. I it's all about how like what your unit is and if you feel comfortable but i've been i've been getting action in every game and it it makes it so much more fun to follow as well well let's go right into it we'll look at the serve pro first responder bowl between wku and wmu you look at two different kinds of styles of offense here wku very very slow slow paced team uh, very run heavy, very good rush defense. Western Michigan can spread it out when they want to. Pretty good quarterback, pretty back running back, pretty good running back. Any thoughts here going into the uh, first responder bowl there for me? Yeah, so so I like Western Michigan in this right now. I think the line is they're getting three and a half. I think the over under is right around fifty two. The big question mark is Levante Bellamy, who's their running back. He's questionable. At least he was questionable about a week ago. I have not seen any news, but I think he's going to give it a go. He's their workhorse back. Like you said, uh, Western Kentucky's run defense is really stout. So I do still like Western Michigan to get a little bit of an edge. They average five and a half yards to carry. So if Bellamy's a go, I'm leaning Western Michigan plus three and a half. Not not bad. I I would I'm going to stay far away from this. I think in my bowl pick them, I actually picked Western Kentucky. I just like the way that they play. Of course, you know I I had them in that one game, um, you know where they all of a sudden decided to uh, to to blow up. You know what I mean? And you know go over a total when they had like seven in a row that were under. So I'm going to be staying far away from this game. This Mississippi State Louisville game has me really really interested in this Music City Bowl. I kind of like the over in it, but I don't know who's playing for Mississippi State. Um, is there is there quarterback in for me? Was that right? Did I get that news right that someone got hurt? Yeah, I think Schrader's out, or Schroeder. I don't know exactly how you say it. So I think Tommy Stevens is in. He started the year, but then he, he lost his job, I believe. But I think he's back in for the bowl game. I still like the over. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Both teams, I think, have a big edge offensively over the opposing team's defenses, and they're both sort of run heavy, running over 60% of the time. But I know Louisville is a big play offense. Mississippi State can do the same. So I just think they're going to be a couple big plays. And 63-and-a-half, that's not a bad number to me. I, I like the over. Well, in the Red Box Puke Bowl, you have Cal versus Illinois. You couldn't get me to bet this game with someone else's money for me. It's, it is brutal, I am going to make a pick. Right now, I think the line's five and a half cow. They're minus five and a half. Both teams, oh, this, this is one of those, like, snoozer games. Like, if you like 12-yard gains and they're, like, big plays, then this is the game for you, I think. But Cal's biggest point total all year was 33, and that was against Washington State. And that's, I mean, Washington State's defense, as you know, is sort of invisible sometimes. So, um, 
I I like the under here. I think it's sitting at 41 right now. No, I see 43 and a half. Oh, that's I even like it more. Um, I it was 43 earlier this week. I thought it went down, but you might be right at 43 and a half. I still like it. I I think the game ends in the upper 30s. I, oh, uh, I can't bet this under. If there was an under that I would take, this would be it. And, of course, watch. This one would be like 21-21 at halftime, like just out of nowhere. Cal has zero offense. They're atrocious. Illinois, I mean, obviously their biggest win was Wisconsin. Completely and totally fallen off since then. Doesn't matter. Just It's a total stay away from me. Uh, Florida, Virginia in the Orange Bowl. Your Florida Gators looking pretty good for me. I see a lot of people wanting to take Virginia in this game, and I can't understand why. 50, 52% of the bets right now are on Virginia. Why wouldn't we go with Florida? Yeah, I, I can't understand it either. So, I mean, against the spread, I could maybe understand it. I think the line's at 14 and a half. So that extra hook, I mean, that I can understand that. But I think Florida has better athletes on both sides of the ball. Their defense is clearly better and I think Virginia is so one-dimensional with Bryce Perkins, who is great. But I just I think Florida's going to have the athletes to counter them. They're going to blitz from all angles and really give Virginia a tough time when they have the ball. So I I want to monitor and just make sure nobody big is sitting out, like you know half of the defense or something for draft prep. But if everybody's playing, this is a Florida pick all day in my mind. Let's go down to one of my favorite bowls to bet all time, the Belk Bowl. Virginia Tech and Kentucky, this one will have my money on it. Now, you look at Virginia Tech. That was one of your favorite plays ending the last week of the regular season against Virginia. 39-30 game out of nowhere by Virginia. Absurd. But then you look again at the four prior before that. Virginia Tech, shut out Pitt. Virginia Tech, shut out Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech, dominated Wake Forest. Lost by one point to Notre Dame. For me, looking at the numbers in this game, just looking at the stats overall, I know they're not pretty. Uh, season offense, 81st, 390 yards. Passing and rushing, pr- pretty pretty balanced, 217, 172. Their defense is stout on rushing, and I think this is, this is where my handicap comes in. 123 yards rushing, 28th overall in the NCAA. Look at Kentucky. They have absolutely zero passing offense, ranked 126 to 117 yards. They are fourth in rushing, 270, uh, 274 yards per game. Their passing yards on defense for Kentucky is pretty good, 172, and their rushing is, is pretty good as well, 151 yards. I think this is a total matchup play. Special teams, defense, wins this game, and I have to take Virginia Tech. Minus two and a half. You're telling me that all they have to do is win by a field goal. Watching that Kentucky-Tennessee game, just I I can't get it out of my skull how it looked. You know, I understand that they finished the season pretty strong. You know, after they lost to Tennessee, they ended up beating Vanderbilt, who's horrible. They end up beating uh, Tennessee Martin, who cares, and they pounded Louisville, and I, I don't know, maybe that one was just hyped up from the, the year prior. I don't know, but I ha- cannot see Virginia Tech losing this game. Yeah, I'm with you. So are you, you're going to take Virginia Tech minus two and a half? Absolutely. Yeah, so the the key, and I, I totally agree with everything you said. I mean, this is, this is like a really good matchup game. And the reason, just to add on to what you said, the reason Kentucky is so poor throwing the ball is the QB change they made about midseason when they put Lynn Bowden in. 
at quarterback. He, I think he was a former wide receiver. He started the year off as a wide receiver. They put him in at quarterback, and he has been like Khalil Tate from 2017. Like, unbelievable. I think the last game he had 284 and four touchdowns. And just running. And this is going to be a really good matchup because I watched the entire Virginia Tech-Virginia game, and Bryce Perkins ran all over Virginia Tech. And that was the only reason, really, in my mind, that Virginia beat them. I think this is Bud Foster's last game as a coach, as a defensive coordinator. And I think Virginia Tech just somehow finds a way to contain Lynn Bowden. I, they're one-dimensional. He only completes 46% of his passes. That's awful. And it's, if they do not, if they can't throw the ball, which I, I'm telling you, they will not be able to, Virginia Tech's going to have eight or nine in the box. They're going to play man on the outside. And I have to believe Virginia Tech's defense is going to be able to just contain Bowden. He may get his yards, but I don't think he's going to have four touchdowns rushing. No. No, I, I can't see it. I don't know what Louisville did or didn't do in that game because I didn't see it, but I'm throwing that one off, off the page. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Arizona State against Florida State. Boy, it's kind of hard not to take Herm with four and a half points for me. Yeah, Florida State's been just battling adversity. I mean, they're, you know, the, their program really was turned upside down this year. They We thought they could get off, you know, to a decent start, and it just the wheels fell off early and often. We talked all year about Herm Edwards in Arizona State, how he loves to keep games close. And for that reason, it's inside one score, the line. I just, I'm staying away from a side. I'm taking the under because Arizona State's best player, Brandon Ayuk, is, is sitting. He's a wide receiver. And Cam Akers is also sitting, I believe, for, for Florida State. So with that, I mean, if you take the two best playmakers on both sides of the ball out, I, I'm just taking the under, and I, Herm loves low-scoring games. He's that's what he does. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Navy versus Kansas State. I'm incredibly biased in this game, and I'm putting it out there. Navy is disciplined up and down the field. They had what what I felt was one of their absolute top-tier seasons, uh, coming off a horrible season last year, and they did nothing but finish strong. The last game they lost for me was against Memphis. I mean, and that was September 26th. They have been up and down. Oh, I'm sorry. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Notre Dame as well. But yeah, that, yeah November 26th. Out. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong one. But before that, it was Memphis. But pounded Army, beat Houston, beat SMU. I, I just love the fact that they're so well-disciplined. If you look at Kansas State this year, what beats Kansas State? And it doesn't matter if it's Bill Snyder or this new coach. The fact is, it's discipline. They don't have a passing game. They're going to low and slow you with rush. Their defense does exactly what it's done for the past 15 years, which is bend but don't break. I can't not see Navy grinding this thing out, taking clock down, sustaining drives, putting up points. They have done incredibly well inside the red zone this year. They are, what is it? They are... 12th in scoring, 38 points a game on average. And their defense is way better than what it's given credit credit for for uh, an academy school. 22nd overall, 17th in rush. I mean, 110 yards a game rushing. If they're going to make Kansas State pass the ball, I just don't see it happening on their end. Give me the mids, minus 2.5. I, I think this is Navy all day. Do you think it can be a shootout? I think Navy has the potential to put up a lot of points at 52 and a half. I could definitely see this game over uh 31, 24. I could see Navy. I could see Navy putting up 38. Absolutely. Not just hitting their average, but I could definitely see them putting it up. 
Yeah, and that's I'm leaning over for sure. I, this is one of my favorite plays of the bowl season. This may be a multi-unit play for me. I, I just think everything sort of lines up to be, you know, Navy's strength against Kansas State's weakness. Kansas State, I think, is able to throw the ball. I think Navy was exploited pretty heavily against Notre Dame, at least through the air. So I think I think Kansas State will come out trying to throw a little bit. And I think I know for a fact Navy's going to come out running, and I think they're going to be successful. Um, Kansas State is not that great stopping the run. They give up 153 yards a game. Um, this is one of those. It's at 52 and a half. I think this could be. I don't know. It could be a reach, but I think this could be a third quarter over. I I don't I don't see Kansas State having the same athletes as Notre Dame though. That's true. I I totally agree. But I I also think that's where they they will be successful offensively. So I think I think they're going to throw. I do. Looking at the uh, Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, you would think that I would be all over this game. I believe Dan Ellington for uh, Georgia State is playing. I, it's not an official pick, but Georgia State plus seven. I mean, Wyoming has absolutely zero offense. Zero offense. Their defense is stout. Good rushing. Seventh overall. Horrible against the pass. Uh, it's a stay away game for me, Fermi, but if I had to play a side, I would take Georgia State. Yeah, so I like Georgia State in this one. I also think the over has a possibility. Um, something's got to give, though. You, you touched on it. Wyoming being number seven rush D in the country. Georgia State has the the number 10 rush offense in the country. They average almost 250 yards a game. So really going to, I mean, th- when Georgia State has the ball, that's when this game's going to be decided and how successful they are running the ball. Uh, Wyoming's also using their second string quarterback. So he's been okay. Is that, is that Van, Van Hoot or whatever his name is? Or? And Vanderwall. I Vanderwall, mean. that's it. But um, Why do but I yeah. know that? I don't know why I know that. I, I'm, I'm leaning Georgia State and the over, but this is one of those I'm going to probably take up to game time, and we'll tweet it out, of course. Valero Alamo Bowl, your Utah Utes against Texas. Is this a repeat last year of Texas-Georgia where Texas blows this thing off the door? Texas is getting seven right now, over under 55 and a half. Uh, so Hamilton loved Texas in this one, if I remember correctly, when during his podcast. I actually like Utah. I think they do bounce back. Whittingham will have them prepped and ready to go. Zach Moss has been just unbelievable all season. Huntley's going to be playing. Um, so I just think on offense, Utah will be successful. And I, I just think their defense is good enough to contain Texas. So they also, Texas has some um, injuries that, that I believe guys will give it a go. But they have a bunch of questionable wide receivers. Coming off your hangover on New Year's Day, uh, you have children, so I doubt you'll be hungover. But uh, the uh, VRBO, or however you say that, Verbo? I don't know. It's the Citrus Bowl. You would think this would have been a marquee matchup. Michigan-Alabama. Doesn't feel like it, though, Fermi. Feels like something's missing, in my opinion. Alabama minus 7, over under 58. Oh, so this game, I, I'm i probably a little biased here. Not that I, I First of all, I don't like either team, but I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards Michigan just because... Uh, Bama without Tua, they just haven't been the same. They've been okay, but not the Bama we we expect to see. And this is gonna it's gonna be a great coaching matchup. I love that Saban's going against Harbaugh, and it's it's gonna be great. I I would take Michigan right now um, plus seven, but I, I definitely need to see who is sitting before before I lock it in. I got nothing on that one. I'm I'm a total pass. Outback Bowl, Minnesota 
against Auburn. Auburn minus seven. Boy, that over-under is a little tempting for me. I, I almost want to say over, but I, I just don't know. I don't know if Minnesota has seen athletes like Auburn has on offense. I really don't think. I mean, I, oh, other than Ohio State and how'd that go for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think under the play here. Minnesota just, aside from their win over Penn State, the best team they beat all season was Nebraska. That's not saying much, and Auburn gave LSU. Well, let me let me let me rephrase it. Hold on, I'm sorry. When I say Ohio State, how would that have went for them? I would have to believe that Ohio State would have been a 14, 21 point favorite in that game if if Minnesota yeah. would have made the the championship. Totally agree. Yeah, and they would have they would have trounced them right. as well. So, um, at least I think they would have. But Minnesota only beating Penn State, and that was a great game, but. That was their really only, I, w- I will call it, big win of the season. Um, Auburn played five te- top ten teams throughout the year. I just think they're they're so much better and deeper. I I think their defense is really what's going to separate them. So I like the under. I think it's at 53 right now, and I'll be on the under in this one. I, I actually kind of like the over. I think Auburn opens the doors on them. They could. They could. And I, I can Minnesota score enough? Oh, I don't. I don't have that answer. I don't know. They're yeah. so they're so big. If they, if they if they do like they did against Penn State, sure, this could be definitely. Uh, you know, you have to think about it. Thirty-one twenty-four. This game goes over. Ask yourself: Do you think that Auburn's good for for thirty-five? My answer to that is yes. If that's yeah, if that's true, is Minnesota good for twenty-one? I think they are. And that's where I'm struggling. I, Auburn has shut teams down. Um, they held LSU to twenty-three, I think. Which I mean, that's. I mean, it's not even close to what any LSU has done against everybody else. So well, I don't know. I'm I I like the under here. You know, if there if there is one game that I I actually kind of like the under, and it's I love it because this is the only bowl game that it's the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. That's how that's how pompous they are in the Rose Bowl because it's it's so special. Uh, Wisconsin, Oregon, Oregon getting three right now. Over under fifty one and a half. I think people still believe this is the Oregon of old, and this is not who they are. They are very stout on defense for me. They are are ranked 12th overall in rushing, 59th in passing. They don't give up a lot. Their offense is not like a wow factor offense like it used to be. Like, I mean, this this team, 37-15, 24-10, they lost 31-28 against Arizona State. That that was kind of a, a bad game. That was a home game for Arizona State. They they held uh, Arizona to to six. Um, you know, boy, it's hard not to take an under in this game for me, and I don't want to, but it just feels like you know the 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 best side of the ball for Wisconsin is is Taylor. They're going to run a lot. It just seems like this game could be really really slow, and and Wisconsin's defense is monstrous as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm right now. I'm leaning Oregon plus three. Uh, I think they find a way to at least contain Jonathan Taylor. I think Taylor's going to get some yards, but I, I don't think they'll rattle off huge plays. You mentioned how good Oregon's defense was, and I, I mean, I think that's why they're in the Rose Bowl, to be honest. And their offense is very balanced. They've they've run the ball pretty well. They have Herbert, who's been just great. He's going to be a top-ten pick probably in the NFL draft. I just, I think Oregon, Oregon with the points. I think this is a really close game, but I think Oregon can can pull it out. Finish out the day, Baylor, Georgia, Sugar Bowl. I got to pass. 
I I I, I have undersold Baylor all year. I'm not going to start believing him in now. And I think Georgia's the superior team. But every time I've thought that against Baylor, they've won. So I'm out. Yeah, so I'm leaning Baylor here. I think their defense, and I, I think their defense is a lot better than people give them credit for. Uh, they got into a couple shootouts this year against Oklahoma, but for the most part, Baylor's defense has been really, really good. We talked about all season about how we just didn't like them as a team, but they've they've just continued to win. So I, Georgia, I have a feeling is going to be sitting a lot of guys. Jake Fromm hasn't looked like himself, or at least the Fromm of old. So just give me Baylor. I think their front three contain Georgia's offensive line and, and run game, and they stack the box and just, I think they shut them down. When it comes down to the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl between Boston College and Cincinnati, Cincinnati minus seven, over under 55.5, the real question for me is who wants to be in this bowl game? I can't determine who it is. I. Boston College probably shouldn't be in a bowl as as bad as they played. I mean, they started out hot, and then they just couldn't win games in the ACC. Um, and then on top of that, A.J. Dillon, who is their, clearly their best offensive player, he's sitting out. He's going to the NFL. So David Bailey's the guy who's going to be taking over in the backfield. And if you can get an, an over-under in, in touches for, for Bailey on carries – Take the over. I don't care what the number is. I think he gets forty carries. But um, give me give me Cincinnati minus seven. I think they're they're finally going to be healthy. Ritter sat out towards towards the end of the season. The first game against Memphis, he gave it a go in the conference championship. But I think they're healthy without Dylan. I think Cincinnati can cover. <sighs> Tell me why in the Gator Bowl. I shouldn't take Tennessee minus one and a half over Indiana because it just feels like that's the play. It feels like everyone got on the Indiana hype train throughout the course of the year. They they had a phenomenal season to their credit. You cannot argue with the production that they have. They gave Penn State all that they could. They beat Purdue in overtime. They lost to Michigan. Uh, you know, they... they they beat Nebraska. I mean, they, they, you know, they kept it close against Michigan state, yada, yada, yada 13th in passing. I mean, they have been putting up the yards rushing, not so much defenses, middle of the pack, 44th in rushing 47th in passing 37th in total yards. Just tell me like, if this was me week for the season, I'd be like, Oh, take Indiana all day. It just feels like one of those things where, if I don't bet it, Tennessee will win. If I do bet it, Tennessee will just get just taken out to the shed and beat. I, what, what do you I think? Would, yeah, I, so if I were you and you feel that way, I probably would not touch it. But I like Indiana in this one. Tennessee, their, their big wins this year were against Mississippi State and South Carolina. And you touched on it. Indiana played Penn State tough. They were in the Michigan game through the first half, but then they got shut out in the second half. And Indiana did not lose any games that they sh- they should have won. So I, I find that, I mean, that you sort of know what you're going to get with Indiana. I know Peyton Ramsey's in a quarterback. Unfortunately, Penix is out. But I still like Indiana. I, I think the Lions, they're plus one and a half. I'll probably take a money line just for a little bit better odds. No, I just, I, I don't even, I don't even know, Fermi. I want to bet it. I, I do. 
I don't want to bet Tennessee. I'm so so bitter towards them, but it's like, you know, Garitano and that defense. They just it's just like they clicked. You know what I mean? What they what they rattle off five in a row. I mean, six of, yeah, they won six of their last seven. Oh. And but I mean, who did they beat though? They beat Kentucky. They beat Missouri. I mean, who else did they beat? No, no one worth talking about. Right. That's I'm I'm just not I'm not too impressed. I have the flu, I have the I have the flu right now. I I have the flu right now, and thinking about it's making me sick again. Sorry. <laughs> you need to fade that game. Yeah, I'm out. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Oh man, I I have to believe Nathan O'Rourke plays hard in this last game. Uh, Frank Solich bowl game. Nevada's getting eight and a half. Uh, over under is fifty eight and a half. I like the over in this game. I'll probably play that. Uh, it just. It just feels like one of those games that's just going to just shoot over the total. Yeah, so Ohio, they, four of their six losses were by three points or less. This team could be 10-2 and two without too much changing. Um, you know, a possession, a drop pass, stuff like that could have them sitting like 10-2, and two, roughly. Um, and that's if, of course, they're getting all the breaks. But I do like Ohio. I think they're underrated. You talked about Nathan O'Rourke. He does it all. Um, I, I love him. I I do. I think this is a total overplay. You look at some of the scores, 52-3, but that was Akron. 66-24, 37-34. Uh, Miami of Ohio, that was a tough game. Ball State, that was a tight one. Kent State, uh, Kent, Ohio, 45-38, 39-36, uh, NIU. I, I just, I, I like this over 58. I mean, I think it. I think it blows through it. I think Ohio puts as many points as they can on the board. So I'm, I'm taking that one for sure. I might even buy a half point, get it down to 58 if it if it stays there. Uh, final two before we talk about the national championship game, Armed Forces Bowl, Southern Miss, Tulane. I've, I've learned my lesson on Tulane. I'm out. I'm not touching it. Oh, I like the under here. Southern Miss has been part of five consecutive unders. Tulane had the last three under. Um, 56 and a half, somewhat of a big number. Both teams are sort of struggling coming in with with three straight losses and two straight losses. I just I'm I'm not a fan of either side, but I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored. So give me under 56 and a half. I don't know what a lending tree bowl is, but I can tell you this much: UL Lafayette was a covering machine throughout the course of the season against Miami of Ohio, minus 14. Whew, that's a big number for me. Yeah, I'm leaning Miami of Ohio this year um, to cover plus 14. Uh, Lafayette played App State twice, both tough, but but they lost both of them. Aside from those, their resumes look very, very similar as far as like quality of opponents. And, I mean, Miami didn't play anybody quite as good as App State, but barring those two games, I think these are very equal teams from a scheduling standpoint. And I think it will come down to my if Miami can slow down Louisiana and their running game, but I I think Miami can cover here. Give me the two touchdowns. Over under I love it. Fourteen and a half. Over under fifty five and a half. Ooh, Thir- I know. You're, you're telling me thirty one twenty four goes under. Ooh, I don't see Miami first to first to twenty eight wins. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And unfortunately, Louisiana can fill it up pretty quickly. They have big play potential, but. 
And finally, the college football national championship. I fell asleep last night. Uh, Ohio State was dominating Clemson, and I woke up today to an exciting 4-for-4 four four text with Clemson coming through. LSU, the, I, I'm not sure where you got your line. Uh, you must have snagged it early. On, I on snug, I, As soon as it hit Fandle, I took it. Would you take it, it at? Two and a half. It's, go, it's already up to five and a half right now. LSU minus five and a half. Total at 69 and a half. Boy, it's hard. Even 70 points. It's hard to go under in this game. Yeah, so I'm I'm on LSU. I I after watching the show that Burrow put on yesterday, I know it was against Oklahoma and they've been exploited a lot, but boy, their offense looked unstoppable. Um he could have thrown for 10 touchdowns if they, if they wanted. Oh, honestly. absolutely. It 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 was phenomenal. And they didn't even have their best running back. Um, they're just so deep. They're athletic. Their defense is pretty good. And Trevor Lawrence just, I, I don't, I, something's missing this year. He looked a lot better last year. Um, I will say he's a lot quicker. He had a really nice, he rattled off a nice run yesterday. So he's definitely a dual threat quarterback, but he usually doesn't run that much. And he broke a big one. But Burrow is, I mean, he's unreal. Give me LSU. I think they win by at least at least a touchdown. I I I'd lean over in this game if it stays under or around seventy. I think LSU can undoubtedly put up forty five points, and 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 Clemson's good for twenty eight. You know what I mean? Thirty one yeah. for sure. So um, this this game I think blows through the total. Uh, biggest stage of them all for this game, and I don't see LSU calling off the dogs at any given point in time. So, yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can in this in this scenario. No, and I don't think this game tightens up. I mean, maybe with a little bit of a layoff, hopefully the narrative out there goes that you know these teams need the offenses need sync, and you know they'll come out slower and everything like that. Maybe it'll drop a little bit, or maybe it'll maybe it'll stagnate. I don't know. Um, but hopefully, uh, but most likely, I'll be taking the over in this game. We are definitely going to be posting all our picks on Twitter for sure. Uh, right now, I'm one and two. I'm not giving myself that Penn State win. I, I didn't take it because I will never root for Penn State, no matter what. So I'm sitting at one and two. Fermi's at eleven and ten. We're gonna try to finish out this bowl season as best as we can. Uh, Fermi, any final thoughts here before we close out our first full season with the Anonymous Gamblers College Football Podcast? Here. No, I just wanted to say thanks to all the listeners out there. We really appreciate it, and obviously thanks to you for for hosting. It's been a ton of fun and. We'll keep it going a little bit during during college hoops and with all this NFL stuff going on, we'll try to post some lines as well, some picks. We're gonna take a little bit of a break here going into the new year. We'll come, potentially I might have one or two podcasts with playoffs with some guys who uh, specialize in NFL. Fermi and I are gonna let conference play take its role here in NCAA basketball and kind of determine what we do and don't like, and maybe have a couple podcasts throughout the course of January and February as we get ready for March Madness for sure. We'll definitely have a couple guys on Mr. Bush later for as we get into the uh, start to get ready for the Triple Crown races. Potentially we'll bring on Yanders again as we get deeper into the NFL playoffs. And then as always, Mr. Fermi is always welcome on his podcast here. You know, Fermi, I have to say this, man. I've had some guys text me and dog me about you this year. Like, oh man, Fermi was struggling. Fermi's struggling. But you've you've hung on. I got I got to give you credit, man. You know, you you you've weathered the storm. Yeah, I'm still down for the year. I have to be as as far as like win losses go for sure. Um, but 
I usually bet when I when I bet multiple games, I usually parlay them as well. So when I when I hit stuff like yesterday, um, it, it definitely helps the bottom line out a little bit when I parlay those. Well, I, along with Mr. Fermi, I would like to reiterate that we are incredibly appreciative of everyone who gives the time and takes the time to listen to us, spread it out, share, like, click, whatever it is, subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate this. I didn't think it would do as well as it did this year. And and I am very humbled that uh, that anyone listens. And so hopefully you will continue to uh, stay with us throughout this year and into the next. And of course, as always, when you're with the Anonymous Gamblers, remember, it's only a problem when you're losing. Everyone have a safe new year. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks.